Welcome to the Chapman CG podcast series, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. I'm here with uh, Charu Maney, VP HR for Global HR and Legal at Pearson. Charu, thanks for joining us. Tell us a bit about your role at Pearson and how digital is impacting the business. Uh, thanks, Tim, and, and thanks for actually inviting me. Um, this is a very interesting opportunity, so um, you know I'm happy that to be here with you. Um, uh, like you mentioned, my current role is uh, that of uh, uh, leading HR for the HR community and legal community globally. Uh, that's what I did uh, do currently at Pearson. And just to give you a very brief background about myself. Uh, uh, before Pearson, I worked with uh, you know, Microsoft, uh, American Express, GE, and uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, across three continents uh, in Asia, North America, and Europe now. Um, so uh, when I sort of uh, you know, give you, share my, my inputs and thoughts with you, I will uh, dive into my experiences uh, earlier as well, and not just sort of my current role. So I thought I'll just uh, let you know that if it makes sense. That does make sense, and I think yeah, really um, useful to know that you've had such a diverse number of experiences uh, in in multiple continents as well. So that's great. Yes, uh, and and uh, <clears throat> thank you. And then coming into you know your question, which is uh, how is digital impacting business? Um, I think it's it's fundamentally changing uh, the way organizations do business, uh, you know, the way products and services uh, are provided to customers, the way, you know, uh, we reach out to customers, and the way we even design these products and services. And, uh, you know, internal systems and processes, uh, supply chain, organization structures, culture, employee behavior. So fundamentally, I think, uh, you know, uh, Digital is changing all of these, and specifically for Pearson, uh, you know, it means a better learning for our uh, learners. Uh, our technology inspires more personalized, flexible, and engaging learning that ultimately delivers uh, better outcomes. Uh, we we are launching a, a product called a Global Learning Platform, probably a platform, not a product, uh, but which will provide consumer-grade experience, uh, flexible learning on any format using AI and machine, machine learning techniques uh, to our uh, learners. So, so digital is, is, is enhancing the whole learning experience uh, for our customers, and that's the exciting part. However, at the same time, I think we have to also remember that we have uh, a large part of our uh, customer base who still uses traditional uh, you know products uh, so you know it, it's a little difficult for organizations to to do both right uh, uh, continue to invest in digital products and services but at the same time make sure that their traditional consumer base is happy with the products and services that they get i mean just like just like uh, you know most car companies know that they need to go into uh, electric cars at some point of time, but you know most of the customers are still buying your usual diesel and and uh, petrol cars, and and for us uh, similarly, you know most of a lot of our pro uh, customers are going online and digital, but you know we know that uh, a vast majority still likes the traditional books and 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 so on. Uh, so we have to make sure that that. We we take care of both these constituents as we go along and, and adapt to more and more digital content going forward. 
Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's an evolving journey, I think, for, for yourself and a lot of organizations. And as part of that journey, it's all around you know, building digital capability and attracting the right talent. What are some of the challenges that you see when it comes to building digital capability? Um, first of all, you know, it's, it's a little difficult to uh, define uh, digital um, and therefore, you know, uh, the complexity of building digital to challenge, uh, talent. I think, to me, uh, I think digital is uh, driving new ways of uh, technology, driving new ways of doing business. So uh, a big element of it is technology, but it's also, uh, you know, driving and innovating new ways of doing business. So, so that whole is is what uh, digital means means to me. And to build the capability, um, we need to uh, to perhaps look at you know three broad broad. Um, elements to it. One is, uh, you know, do we have the right culture uh, and, and uh, you know, which is, which is focused on faster decision-making and failing fast. Uh, and, and, you know, as you know, in today's times, you don't need to wait for a perfect product to come out or a perfect app to come out, you know. So uh, you fail fast and you keep launching a better product as you go along. So the culture is important. Um, the, the kind of talent uh, that we need is also changing with the changing uh, needs, which is the talent needs to be more collaborative and adaptive, apart from all the uh, technical skills that we need. But, but because we, op we are going to operate in a lot more uh, networked environment and ecosystems, you know, you need a lot more collaborative and adaptive talent. And then finally, you know, are the systems and processes supporting the talent that you bring in? So are your structures flat? Um, are your rewards aligned? And, uh, you know, do you have the right processes and systems to enable them? So, for example, you know, learning platforms to enable uh, self-learning, et cetera, uh, by this talent. So, so, you, so you look at the culture, uh, talent, and the systems and processes to build the digital capability of the organization, in my view. Yeah, absolutely, and and you've got to get the fit right, haven't you, around where you, where you are on your journey and, and the type of talent you can bring in, which is going to be a, a cultural fit. So um, that that is that is a critical element. And you've worked in three different continents now. How do some markets compare to others when it comes to digital talent, digital readiness, and this capability piece? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, uh, uh, Tim, because um, I think both markets are, are going digital uh, in different ways. Um, so, uh, you know, in my experience, uh, the developing world uh, has, you know, uh, has leapfrogged technology, right? So, for example, uh, uh, people move into mobile phones faster than they even, for example, move to computers or laptops, but a vast majority of people in the developing world sort of move directly into mobile phones. So, so, so they're able to leapfrog technologies. And, and um, I think what characterizes a dig, uh, developing world is, uh, you know, cheaper and uh, more uh, innovative solutions. So uh, compared to, uh, you know, uh, the, the developed world, which also gets digital, but perhaps gets more R&D and more expensive uh, solutions. So uh, I'll give you a small example. 
uh, when I was in India, you know, our office in India, uh, most employees uh, would order uh, food on an app. Um, almost, you know, significant percentage uh, would be ordering food on an app. So that's kind of going digital and a new way of doing business. And whereas, you know, when I walk on the Strand office here uh, or on the Strand uh, in London, just in these last few weeks, I've seen, for example, McDonald's change and have, uh, you know, uh, touch screens for ordering uh, food. So both of them have gone digital in their own ways and, uh, uh, and therefore need uh, the digital talent as well uh, uh, to help make this move. So I think in an ideal world, uh, what you need is uh, the two to complement each other. So if you're a global organization, then you know you have different kinds of innovations which are coming out in in uh, the developing world and, and slightly different innovations coming in the developed world, uh, and both are digital. And, and you know, so you need to complement and have the talent work with each other, so that uh, you're able to you know provide better solutions to your uh, uh, to your customers basically. So which means you know, having more diverse talent, having more collaborative talent, uh, uh, and having people who, you know, who, who, who work uh, easily across boundaries and geographies to develop the, the right uh, solutions for the, for the customer. So it's getting more and more diverse and more and more collaborative, I think, as we go forward. Yeah, it's a very good answer and uh, certainly an interesting, uh, interesting when you look at the different um, Geographies around the world. Um, interesting. And HR, how, how is HR embracing digital um, and links that? I mean, how can digital improve the employee experience? Yeah, I, I think we'll, you know, just like every, every other part of our lives is getting impacted by digital, I think HR and our employee experience will also and is getting impacted by the digital experience. Um, you know, we, uh, HR is, get, is getting more data-driven, uh, so we have access to a lot more data, which means that we can be a lot more predictive uh, about the future and, and the needs of our employees. Uh, uh, we can also, because of the data and the tools and the apps, we can also empower and enable our employees a lot more uh, going forward. Uh, 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 because you know, just because the, the uh, you, we can provide services at scale, so um, you know, you, we have employee apps, etc., <clears throat> that uh, that employees can use anywhere, anytime, which basically help with the employee experience. And I think the other thing is that um, because all of us are getting used to, uh, you know, using Google, Facebook, Amazon, et cetera, uh, we all, you know, begin to expect consumer-grade experience. So employees also, uh, you know, will expect that, that when they use internal apps, that they are uh, consumer-grade uh, and, and as efficient and as uh, easy to use as, as any other app. So, uh, so those are some of the trends that are coming in, uh, more, di more uh, data-driven de uh, decisions, uh, you know, in power and, and data in the hands of the employees so that, uh, you know, uh, they can take better decisions. And then finally, you know, uh, the consumer-grade experience uh, is what uh, uh, is coming in as well, I think. Yeah, agree, agree, absolutely. And what are some of the digital advances you expect to see in, say, five years' time, ten years' time? Wow, I think um, I, I touched a little bit about upon this earlier on, uh, Tim, that um, uh, 
you know, it's it's digital is fundamentally changing the way we do business. So um, uh, we'll see in the future. I think that you know, networks and ecosystems uh, are very important. So so. So an organization is a part of an ecosystem, and and you know it operates to, uh, with the, within the ecosystem to deliver uh, its its goods and services to the customer, and therefore uh, the leadership uh, that that we will have is much more collaborative, much less hierarchical, and can come from anywhere uh, because you fundamentally you know are operating in an ecosystem and. Also, because I think the the world is getting more and more complex, and it's very difficult for one organization or one team to figure out how it's going to be in the future. So, therefore, you know, you work with networks and 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 your ecosystem to to and collaborate with them to figure out you know how to make things work in the future. So, so they're they're going to be a lot more important. Um, Similarly, organizations are going to keep uh, critical talent with them and perhaps outsource everything else. Uh, so just keep core and uh, core and critical work and critical talent with you, and you know, uh, and, and outsource production, service, uh, customer service, etc. Whichever, whatever you don't feel is core could perhaps be outsourced. And again, uh, we've seen a lot of trend. Uh, in that direction, there was a time when you know we used to run our uh, HR used to run uh, cafeterias, etc., even guest house, etc., cars. All of those have got uh, outsourced, uh, you know, uh, and gradually uh, production is getting outsourced. You know, customer service is getting uh, outsourced, collections is getting outsourced. So, so as we go forward, I think a lot more. Uh, uh, non-core activities will get outsourced, and, and the mission-critical staff will continue to stay in the organizations. For us in Pearson, uh, we're using uh, machine learning to improve and accelerate uh, essay grading and student feedback in higher education courses, for example. Uh, we are partnering with IBM Watson to embed uh, AI uh, into courseware and products to help students when they need it most. Uh, we are partnering with Microsoft Research Asia to integrate AI cap capabilities into English language learning curriculum in China. So, so technology is going to empower and you know uh, help bring us uh, better and more interactive uh, uh, products for our customers. Yeah, it's a fascinating time in the industry, isn't it? From a technology perspective and, and particularly with, with what, what AI could, could do to, to the education industry. It's uh, very exciting. Absolutely. Good. And the last question was just around, you know, interestingly, one company uh, in the UK recently withdrew their presence from social media. Um, and that was following the, uh, the, the Cambridge Analytica scandal with, uh, and the Facebook um, data issues that they were having. And uh, I mean, it's just interesting that, that there's a bit of negativity around social media at the moment. And, and, and how, I mean, how important do you think the use of social media is to organizations from a from a talent and engagement perspective i think it's it's going to be critical important uh, tool to engage with customers learners employees and of course you know the future and peers and employees uh, look social media is amongst us and i see very little chance of it going back so uh, we 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 need to you know use the tool to engage with our customers learners employees and you know future employees as well so um, we'll always have a few mishaps. I mean, just like you know, uh, you always have car accidents, but you don't you know do away with uh, using cars just because the benefit that they provide is so huge. It's the same with social media. It's it's a part of the way we live today, and and I think organizations will get better and better in how 
uh, they can use it to engage with their customers and employees, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And, and do you think Pearson will sort of continue to really invest in this space, given the the the, the target audience and and you know, the, the subject matter? Do you think it's it's a critical tool for, for Pearson specifically? Absolutely. I think uh, <clears throat> we're using it. Uh, we we're using it uh, increasingly. You know, to engage uh, with all all our stakeholders, customers, learners, employees, more and more. And I and I only see this sort of going up and not going down. You have to be careful, of course. Uh, you know, uh, there are always uh, risks, etc., that are attached to it. But but it will be. It is central to to how we engage with with these stakeholders. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's a great tool to. You know, from an employee experience perspective, as you touched on, to give that consumer-grade experience to your, to your employees, it's, it's, um, it certainly can can help do that. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's certainly here to stay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> true, <laughs> not going away yeah, in a hurry. <laughs> Fantastic. So that was Charu Maney, VP HR for Global HR and Legal at Pearson. Thanks very much, Charu. That's great. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.